0: This is Larry H. Russell, host of Celtics Beat and author of the critically acclaimed book, Fall of the Boston Celtics, which you can still download for free by logging on to wwwclnsradiocom LHR book. Welcome on in to another edition of Celtics Beat being brought to you today by our sponsors, the home of online video tutorials, Lynda.com and Audible. Audible is the leading source of audiobooks online with over 180,000 downloadable titles to choose from. And because of your listenership, Audible is offering your first audiobook on them by simply logging on to audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics. That's audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics. Today is Sunday, August 23rd, 2015, and I am Larry A. Russell, and this is Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio, which today is being brought to you by Linda and Audible, audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics to claim your first free audiobook on us. We may as well get rolling right now as we only have 60 minutes to discuss Jared Sollinger's workout regimens and dietary habits and how that will affect his game this season. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, I spoke... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I spoke with some of you, be it over via personal emails, social media, on Twitter and Facebook. Had some great conversations with some of you over on Celtics' blog. Yes, we will move on from Mr. Solinger. To an extent, because at this point, you really can't say that it is not of relevance. That seemed to be the discussion over the week regarding the Boston Celtics on other outlets. Touched upon it with Kyle Draper last week. He seemed to enjoy it and have fun with it. If you missed our chat with Kyle, it's in the archives, iTunes, Stitcher, com. Or you can personally ask me for it, or any other show, and regarding iTunes and Stitcher. I've talked with many of our valued audience personally over this past week. And what you say regarding this show means a lot to all of us here at CLNS Radio. And it would mean even more if you could put your thoughts of this show into a review. We would love a review and a subscription, of course, over on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search us, Celtics Beat. We'd love if you could put what you have of this show into words. And because of that... We are going to take this opportunity to start a contest starting on this very day, the 23rd of August, and ending, let's call it October 11th. And I say October 11th because I want to give people time to plan their lives a bit. Starting at this very moment, anyone who writes a review... On iTunes and or Stitcher, and hopefully and, well, definitely, as it could increase your odds. Anyone who writes a review there for this show will be entered into a contest drawn at random and announced on our October 11th broadcast for two tickets to the season opener for the Boston Celtics against the mighty Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday, October 28th. Yes, subscribe and review Celtics Beat on iTunes and or, like I said, hopefully and. Subscribe and review Solid Speed on iTunes and Stitcher, and you will then have a chance to win two tickets to the season opener for the Boston Celtics in Boston at the TD Garden. We will announce it on October 11th. Give everyone time to plan for possibly getting there. We know the audience of the show. We know everyone doesn't live 10 minutes from the garden as I do. So we'll give you ample time. Maybe give it to a friend. Heck, sell them. We wouldn't care. They would be your seats. But, yes, subscribe and review Celtics Beat on iTunes and Stitcher to enter into a contest for two tickets to see the Celtics opener. Or, hey, if you want to purchase seats to that game, Or others, it wouldn't be a bad idea to check out TickIQ. Tired of spending a fortune on tickets and feeling like you got ripped off? Well, they got you covered over at TickIQ.com for all your ticketing needs. TickIQ, T-I-Q-I-Q, is a leading ticket aggregator providing fans a one-stop shop to browse the best deals from all ticket sites. So you don't have to worry about finding the best seats for the game or concert. Get your tickets for all the locals all season long. TickIQ.com, where you find the best prices in the market. Use promo code CLNS for five percent off. IQ certified or TN tickets listings at TickIQ.com. That's T-I-Q-I-Q.com. Okay, to the show. We're now quite some time into it, and as always, we have a great guest this week. Longtime NBA veteran, most noted for his career on those great Shaq and Penny teams down in Orlando in the mid-1990s. Now current analyst over on NBA TV, Dennis Scott. Looking forward to shooting the breeze with him. It's August. We're almost there. Almost to September, and before we know it, basketball will be upon us. It will be glorious. I cannot wait for the winter. Whomever... And the world thought we'd be saying that here on the East Coast, here in Boston, especially after the last two winters we've had. But I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I tuned into NBA TV this past week heavy because they are running a special. It has been 80s week all week on NBA TV. Caught a few Celtics games. Uh, week here in review on Celtics Speed. Celtics picked up some key wins over on NBA TV this past week. But yes, I must say, do check out NBA TV as next week will be, as in tomorrow actually, starting Monday, August 24th, will be 90s week with the best games and, and shows all week long from everything involving the 1990s NBA Early, early wishes, and I think we will get maybe that great regular season game against the Blazers back in 1992. Maybe even if we were lucky, birds come back against the Pacers in 91. Crazy that stuff to me feels like yesterday. Remember where I was for both of those. Vividly recall being at the most overrated restaurant in human history, the Union Oyster House, on that Sunday in March when Larry had that great game against the Blazers, his last great game, the crazy three-pointer to tie it and send it into overtime. Makes me feel old, even though I'm not. But we do talk about the 1990s like it is ancient history. But maybe if we ask, or or I ask for that matter, we shall receive. And I tell you what, one of our loyal listeners has been reaching out to me on Twitter endlessly. I'll give him his name here. It's the least I could do. But he's asked endlessly to thoroughly get into some David Lee discussion. And you know what? We will. At NBA First Option. By the way, his wallpaper is Marcus Smart. So I do wonder if he's insinuating anything with that wallpaper and username. But at NBA First Option on Twitter... Let's, yes, let's talk about David Lee. It's nearly the end of August. A deal was announced over a month ago, completed some time ago. It may very well be the Celtics' premier off-season acquisition between him and Amir Johnson. And, yes, I have not devoted much time to David Lee in terms of off-season acquisitions. We've talked draft. We've talked Amir Johnson. I mean, I even let the pick up of Perry Jones III to set me off a little bit, even though it's beginning to look like right now. He's one of the primary roster guys on the bubble come October. I know Chris Forsberg over at ESPN has been running his summer forecast series with those in the online media at various Celtics outlets. And we'd like to thank Chris for allowing CLNS Radio to participate. You can check out the work of Eddie Santiago, the staff writer for this show, Jared Weiss, our locker room reporter for the Celtics, Corey Prescott and others on ESPN Boston or grab it off CLNSRadio.com to see what they've been discussing. But to David Lee here. First off, I actually want to discuss Mr. Lee with someone who knows David Lee very well. Very, very well. And that's Jim Barnett, the famed Warriors color commentator. Been doing their game since, oh, I don't know, the Roosevelt administration. But we had him on during the finals when the Warriors were winning the NBA championship. So, Wanted to wait a little bit, but we'll shoot to get him on before the season because I, like UNBA First Option and many other Celtics fans, am very interested to know of the possibilities of David Lee and what he could provide the Boston Celtics and what he cannot provide, which we know everyone gets on his defense or lack thereof for that matter, but we'll get... Jim back on soon. We'll break some of the rules and get him back in record time, as we do like to spread it around with guests here on the show. We had him on during the finals not too long ago, but it is very important we do speak with someone who has inside knowledge and who watched David Lee every night for the last, what was it, four years out in the Bay Area, five years? Let me count. Let's see, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yes, five years in Golden State. Well, didn't watch much of him last year as he was supplanted by Draymond Green when he was hurt at the end of the preseason. But listen, even I know... And I'm not going to lie, I don't make a point to carve out huge portions of my day, or night for that matter, to watch Warriors games that start at 10.30 and end at 1 in the morning for me. In fact, the most I've ever watched of Warriors basketball was last year. I watched a lot of them on YouTube. They were on my watch list virtually every morning this past season, last year when David Lee barely played. And he did not see much of the floor last season, despite the career he's had coming out of Florida a decade ago. Didn't see much burn, yet he did not say a peep. That Warriors team had phenomenal chemistry, and team chemistry can be very fragile, and sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, all it takes is for one guy to sour the whole thing, and Lee never did that one iota, and he should be commended for his professionalism. Now, some people can easily say, ah, whatever, he's making millions of bucks, it's the right thing to do, what the hell? Well, sort of. Everyone has egos in their lives, and it can be very tough to take For anyone, particularly in sports, when one loses his job to an injury, that's always been an unwritten rule that you can't lose your job to an injury, even though it happens all the time. And it can virtually be impossible for one to contain oneself. Think back to a different sport. If you're a Solix fan or a Bostonian for that matter, back to another championship team noted for team chemistry more than anything – Drew Bledsoe losing his starting job as quarterback for the New England Patriots to a man by the name of Tom Brady as a result of a pierced lung from a hit from Mo Lewis way back yonder in September of 2001. Brady took over, never relinquished a job. He was named full-time starter midway through the season. I think after a loss, if I recall correctly, Sunday Night Football against the Rams. Curse you Antoine Smith to this day for that fumble on the one-yard line, although the rematch worked out nicely. And the rest, as they say, is history. And while, as the years have passed by and stories have come out, Bledsoe back then wasn't exactly doing jumping jacks over getting hurt in private and in a locker room, in fact, the complete opposite. But more importantly, he never took it to the media. And I do want her to think, now that Patriots team, as it has always been, they close the doors and they don't let anything out. And they were also the benefactors that there was no social media again, and this is nonstop, round the clock, like TMZ-like coverage of locker rooms and drama. So he never... Really took it out of house, though for him it was probably very hard to. He was, after all, a Pro Bowl stalwart. he just signed a $100 million contract extension the year prior. He led the team to a Super Bowl appearance five years before that, but then watched the talent around him deteriorate in such a short period of time over the years. But he never lashed out. In fact, he always came across as a team player. Who would ever forget the infamous images of him pregame with Brady, and that team rode their unity and became noted for the unity. And hey, a run of excellence was born, but back to David Lee, it's sort of the same thing in a way. The Warriors, a pathetic and quite frankly, an embarrassment of an organization for a solid 35 years. It wasn't just the title drought, it was years and years of futility and ineptitude. And slowly but surely, the new decade, they added guys through the draft, their famed backcourts, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. But really, the guy that got things going provided so much offensively for the team, provided a lot of chemistry made ball movement a priority for that team. David Lee, when they signed him in the summer of 2010, after the Knicks essentially let him go to chase Amare. I mean, he was one of the key pieces that contributed to that team, to that organization, really, during the Warriors' ascension, from laughingstock to at least respectable and worthy foe in years like 2013 and 14, and eventually last year being the dominant team in the NBA. But during the Warriors' rise to respectability, which was the first phase for them to become the team they are now, David Lee contributed to that tremendously. He's got plenty of game. To me, most importantly, he has plenty of basketball intellect, which to me means a lot because their demand does not meet the supply of that in today's NBA. And that places an even greater premium on that. Since he's been at Florida, because he's such a crafty player who possesses some forgotten skills, high post passing, outlet passing, along with many big man staples like rebounding, finishing around the pass with both hands, a little shooting, he did that with the Knicks and then some, one of those guys who took his craft very seriously and improved tremendously in such a short period of time, and especially as such a late pick, was an all-star along the loaded front lines out in the West with Golden State and recently, might I add, but last year couldn't... Catch the court. That Warriors team was loaded from the top on down. He lost his job again to injury. A hamstring injury at the end of the preseason. Should have been taking again. Here we go. Shameless but necessary plug. Dr. Ron supplements take MSN for joint and muscle injuries to get the nutrients it needs. Won't be getting those muscle pulls or tears. Dr. Ron's.com mentioned Celtics for a discount on your first order. But lost his job to an injury. Lost his job to a second round draft choice not too long ago. And couldn't get back. Because that Warriors team was as loaded as they were. One of the deepest teams I've seen the last 15, 20 years in the NBA. But, but, he was given a brief run in a crucial, crucial game for the Warriors. When they were down 2-1 in Cleveland with Cavs having all the momentum and then some in that series. And they got down early. Lee came in the game when the bench kind of turned things around for the Dubs. Gave them nine critical points in a very short stint. He was there when they called upon him. You cannot argue that. So, that's the good about David Lee. And we are going to take a brief break here. Going to pick up where we left off on Mr. Lee and on the Boston Celtics at the other end. We talked about the good. Well, what about the not so good? Yes, that is out there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few.
2: Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. That's right, seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wayne Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, we're going all out by building an 80s video game arcade with Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, and of course Pac-Man, showing movies like Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink, and there'll even be a VJ contest. Don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6, 2016 for the most gnarly vacation ever. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080.
0: This is Larry H. Russell back here again, and let me tell you a little something about me. I'm always reading a book, or three be it a revolutionary breakthrough on neuroscience, such as Daniel Kamen's Thinking Fast and Slow, or even a philosophical masterpiece like Plato's the Republic, I'm always doing whatever means to soak up as much knowledge as I can about the world we live in. And we can't do that without literature. But not everyone finds it convenient to carry around all six volumes of the history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire with them. But there's a solution. My good friends over at Audible. Audible is a leading provider of audiobooks with over 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature. You don't need to be all alone creating that impossible private time with our everyday lives of chaos to do some reading and relaxing. Audiobooks are great to listen to wherever, be it in the gym, doing chores at work or around the house, driving, riding, shopping, whatever. Audiobooks are the remedy for you. And Celtics Beat and Audible are teaming up to offer you your first audiobook for free. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics. That's audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics. Thanks for sticking with us here on Celtics Beat. Dennis Scott, NBA TV will join us. But a bit later, as promised, let's continue where we left off. So I kind of talked about the awesomeness of David Lee. Now, one of my concerns, well, first off, yes, there were circumstances as to why he did not play last year, but at the end of the day, he still did not play. So there are concerns that for a guy who's been in this league now over a decade, who's north of 30, who has suffered some recent injuries, and I just said a few seconds ago, and I'll say it again, north of 30, we've seen many players in the NBA be valuable contributors for many years, sometimes at the age of 30, 31, 32, and they lose it, boom, snap the fingers, Just like that, sometimes it's a steady decay, sometimes it is overnight. Heck, the guy who Lee was traded for, Gerald Wallace, we all remember he was a key piece for the Nets back as late as 2012. Then that next year, 13, boom, lost it, useless, couldn't play. Could that be the case with Lee? I don't know. We didn't see him last year. I like to be fair and say he has more of a track record. But sometimes that's a pivotal age, turning 30 in the NBA, a league so predicated on athleticism where every step you have matters. Losing a step or even a fourth of a step can sometimes be all the difference. So I'm not going to lie. I'm not expecting the sellers to get the David Lee of 2010, 11, 13, 14. I really am not. There's sometimes such a difference between being 27, 28, 31, and 32. There really is. My next concern is what I've been harping on for this month's and I wrote about it ad nauseum back in October of November and December of last year. And, yes, that is the roster situation. I've talked about it a while. I discussed it on last week's show with Kyle Draper. I disagreed with Kyle. Kyle and other Comcast Sportsnet New England personalities, Jimmy Giscano and Rod Blakely, touched upon it in one of their enjoyable Celtics Talk TV segments over on CSNE.com. Talking, I believe, it was on their Wednesday episode and posing the questions of whether or not the Celtics had too much depth want to check it out, again, over on CSNE.com in their video section, can get a quick fix on Celtics Talk in a brief few moments as opposed to sitting and listening to me for an hour, if that's what you want. Sometimes I can't blame you if my lectures wear on you. But I actually must forewarn you, they are not as physically attractive as I am over there, which kind of doesn't make sense, right? You just hear my voice, you'd think it'd be better the other way around, but it isn't. Anyways, in all seriousness... They posed that question over there on Comcast Sportsnet after Kyle and I discussed it on last week's episode of Celtics Beat. And again, you're more than welcome to check out our prior episodes in our archives on iTunes and Stitcher. And please, oh pretty please, give us a rate and review and we'll give you a chance at Celtics Seats. Talked about this at length with Kyle on last week's show. And Mr. Draper took the side of so many other prior guests we've had on, took the side of many of our audience That an abundance of depth, even if it is at one position, is a good thing because it creates inner competition that could only help because the general belief is that would instill a collective and a selfish sense of urgency, which in turn would make the players play harder, practice harder, care more, and hopefully improving the individual and thus the team. Me, I look at it differently. As I've stated in past shows, and I never want to sound redundant or like a wind-up doll because I am not one. I am a free-thinking, impossibly manipulated individual, so I think. But, but, listen, I am not a fan of the Celtics forward situation. Their so-called depth at the position, one iota. You acquired David Lee, you got him from Golden State, the defending champions. A guy who, from various reports, wanted out of Golden State because he knew he would likely not play Heavy minutes again this year. He wanted out from a title contender, so that's the word is, to hopefully play this year so he can still contribute at a significant level. Because, hello, he's a free agent this summer, and this is likely his last shot at obtaining another significant NBA contract. He wants to play, and he wants to play a lot. He certainly would not have sacrificed being in a winning situation ...to barely play on a fringe playoff team. Other guys, Amir Johnson, Jonas Derepko, they technically signed one-year deals. They technically are playing for another contract this season. As for both of them, next year's salaries are not guaranteed. Not only do they want to play as professionals, but they want to play, they want to contribute, they want to show the sellers brass and other teams around the NBA that they are worthy of coin next summer. They're in contract years. Now on to one of our favorite targets, if that's the word you want to use, but someone who we talk about quite frequently on the show and have done so since this past February 1, Jared Sollinger. He is playing for what he feels is his one shot at a big contract. His big break in the NBA is this year in his mind. At least that's what I'm seeing via social media. And I'm sort of putting things together. Forgive me for doing such a thing. but That's the conclusion I am coming to. And he's doing what he's doing this summer. And we can talk endlessly about that, but we won't because I know how many of you are sick of it. But in his mind, he's thinking, I got to get out there. I got to put up some big numbers. I got to help the Celtics win some games. I got 50, 60, God forbid, $70 million on the line. At the center spot, where many feel that Lee may get significant minutes this season, Tyler Zeller, he could be due for a big extension. The last thing he needs is to be relegated to less of a role. And then you still have Kelly Olenek, who was a lottery pick himself and has shown flashes his two years in the NBA. And he's sitting over there kind of like, hello, I'm I'm here too. And God forbid you can mention younger guys like Jordan Mickey, who signed the largest contract for a second-round pick in NBA history, or fringe roster players like Perry Jones. I mean, is that the recipe for success? It could be if it contributes to early wins, but even in the best of best-case scenarios, in the best possible situation where all these guys push each other in training camp and players win roles, and those players who do win roles overachieve themselves and help the Celts win some early games, you still are going to have some unhappy campers. There's no freaking way, just on odds alone, it's not one guy as, say, David Lee last year in Golden State. Not on a contract year, no less. There will be a few guys that will say, Jesus, why am I not out there? Even despite... The wins. And even if the team is successful, there's in no way a chance they could match something like early Golden State success. I'm sorry. I really feel like I'm not getting caught up in a whirlwind here. I'm just adding together X, Y, and Z and using some other calculated mathematical formulas or, most importantly, recent history of this team with a situation they have created for themselves and adding David Lee to tack onto what is a situation. He can add some good, but his presence alone could add to an issue. I do have fear for that because one thing about all these players is that they are flawed in one way or another. And to get into and dissect each and every one of their certain flaws would be a show in itself. But I think even the most common of Celtics fans would accept that between Lee, Johnson, Drepko, Selinger, Olinick, Zeller, and, and toss Mickey and Jones in there if you want, but I won't because they're the last of people who have any merit in this league. But between all of those guys, not one of those guys is a 35 minute a game stalwart. Each and every one of those players has to be mixed and matched in one way or another. Each and every one of those guys has to be accommodated, you would think. And how often do you hear, ah, oh, Brad Stevens, he'll figure it out. God, there is no one who is more excited in what Brad Stevens is going to do for this franchise in the future or that he's doing now, quite frankly. What he did last year was remarkable, but I think it's unfair to him to make the primary responsibility of his coaching to be managing egos. Is that what we really want his brilliant mind to be dedicated to? We know that's a responsibility, but it shouldn't be the responsibility. Wouldn't one think that would wear on one eventually? Because I think it would. How many times... Do we have to say it? Last year, when the man got his guys, the team took off 24-12 and to finish the year. When all that clutter was cleaned out and the dust settled on the roster, and the Sellers were very fortunate they got much of it settled in January instead of, say, the trade deadline at the end of February, the team had a little time to gel, and then they got moving. Had it happened late, the season would have been a lost cause and utterly unsalvageable. And already you're hearing from everyone, oh, Danny, he'll make a trade, as if it's a given. And listen, of course he will, but even if... That is just silly because there's a chance it would, A, already cost the team some early season games, games the team needs to get into the playoffs and hopefully draw anyone other than Cleveland so they can maybe have a chance of getting some wins or, God forbid, advance in the postseason and make this season truly worthwhile, and B, having these so-called assets and chips that Danny is accumulating to actually be worth something. Let's use Courtney Lee as an example you have all these guys and they're not playing and you have power forward X and you, you want to trade him to open up space for other guys. I mean, honestly, they wouldn't be worth the steam off of elephant manure if you're trying to make a trade. So that the asset accumulation in that respect really doesn't make sense or add up, especially you got to get guys build a camaraderie on the team. So I want to mention Courtney Lee. We just did in that Regard, it actually cost the Celtics something to give up. I mean, back then it was a second round pick. Not much, but you certainly don't want to have to put yourself in the situation where you actually have to surrender stuff to dump a guy. I thought they were assets, right? Wasn't that the point all along? So, yes, there comes a point when you have to take a step back and say enough of these, well, they can't hurt us type transactions, like picking up David Lee for whatever's left of Gerald Wallace. Taking a flyer on Perry Jones and dedicate yourself to moves that may not be guys who are foundation pieces, but guys who can build the organization up. Like how David Lee, circa 2010, was a major contributor towards getting the Warriors from also ran to respectable foe. That's the jump the Celtics need. Yes, would it be nice to do the worst of first 2007 to 2008 turnaround again? Of course, but rarely throughout NBA history has that happened. It is generally more of a steady process for many champions, and the Warriors were no different. Lee was a good guy back in 10, 11, 12, and 13. But could he or, say, Amir Johnson or Jared Sullinger or Kelly Olenek or whomever may be, could they be a mainstay that may not be a game-changer but a valuable player who helps the Celts take necessary leaps and make improvements as the games and eventually seasons go along? Because if that happens then those very guys that clearly help your team, those players' own value increases, and maybe then you can have guys to showcase for that transformative move many members of the organization have talked about these past two seasons. That, in my eyes, would be a far more efficient path to take rather than let's just stack up the chips, sling some mud, and we'll see what sticks. And that's where, in my view... I see the negative in the lead trade and what he can bring to the 2016 Boston Celtics and possibly beyond. That's my take enough of me. I am going to turn it over to you. Reached question of the day brought to you by Dr. Ron's ultra pure nutritionals mentioned them earlier, but I love them. The additive free company. Yes. Additive free Dr. Ron's supplements contain no magnesium stearate or other flowing agents, binders, lubricants, coatings, fillers, GMOs, or other added ingredients of any kind trying to recover from injury or heal joint pain, Fill vitamin deficiencies, gain muscle, sleep better, increase sex drive. Well, I personally cannot recommend Dr. Ron's products enough. This week, you mentioned it earlier, Dr. Ron's MSM supplements, which aid mightily in joint relief, want to prevent being put on the shelf like David Lee with nuisance injuries like hamstring pulls. Will pick up Dr. Ron's MSM SUPS. It's available only at www.drrons.com. And to receive a discount on your order, enter Celtics at the end of your order or mention Celtics over the phone at 877- Seven four seven two eight seven zero one. Again, that's eight seven seven four seven two eight seven zero one. Celtics beat audience. How will the team's depth along the front line impact the team in two thousand sixteen? Just head on over again to reachtapp.com dot slash clns or grab the link and feel free to contribute to the discussion over on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash celtics beat. Okay. We have Dennis Scott. He is here, member of that 1995 Orlando Magic team. Hey, they're starting to add up as guests on this show. We've had Jeff Turner, now Dennis Scott, analyst over on NBA TV. Our interview with Dennis is brought to you by DraftKings. The moment you have been waiting for is almost here. Football is just around the corner, and you can start the season by winning $2 million in week one at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's like a brand-new season every time you play. Just pick your players, pile up points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Why wait until the end of the season to get paid when you can win huge prizes every week? You can get started playing right now. Prepare for the regular season with preseason contests running through August. You've already been scouting players for your season-long fantasy team. Put that knowledge to the test every week this football season at DraftKings.com where you could turn your love of football into a lifetime of cash. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code NEWENGLAND to play free for a shot at $2 million in the week one millionaire maker. Enter New England for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. All right. D. Scott, he's here. Dennis, welcome to Celtics Beat. Thanks for having me. Hey, I actually I watched a lot of NBA TV this past week with 80s Week. So it dawned on me, 90s Week is coming up. Now you've been providing great work as an analyst over on NBA TV for quite some time now. And listeners can check out D. Scott this Friday, the 28th, on NBA Game Time at midnight Eastern Time. But with 90s Week coming up, any chance we'll see you back in uniform? Memorial Day 1995, Fame Game in Indiana with, what, what was it, like four different buzzer beaters in eight seconds? Will that be real or we <laughs> have to wait with bated breath?
1: Uh, I, I think for some of the new... Uh, listeners and viewers I I think it's something you have to tune into and watch because you bring up a a great point even though I've lived through it sometimes you kind of forget it and it's one of the reasons I like when we do shows like that because it kind of reminds the new generation who kind of paved the way and kind of set up the scene for the new guys who are able to shoot the basketball and have fun like we
0: did. That was actually one of my favorite NBA seasons. I was nine years old. I started following the, the NBA in 91. I was a big fan of that Celtics team. It was a good year. They played a great game with the Bulls. Good game with the Pacers. I like hoping that is on 90s week as well. But that Magic team... The dynasty that wasn't not to throw salt in the wounds, but I know you must kick yourself believing you should have five championship rings. But it's interesting throughout the course of sports history when we think of these teams that we ordain, that magic team. You go to baseball. I remember the Seattle Mariners in the nineties with Griffey and A. Rod Buner. You traded Jay Buner for what? We all remember that line, Randy Johnson. Everyone had them winning like three to four World Series. They didn't win nothing and all those guys peeled off. Now Oklahoma City, they made the finals in two thousand twelve when all, you know, their young players when they were early twenties. Even when they lost, people pegged them for multiple championships. But months later, they commit one of the worst atrocities in human history, a trade that is almost on par with Bill Russell for the ice capades with Milwaukee receiving a bag of avocados for Kareem uh, with Los Angeles. They gave away James Harden. They've suffered injuries in recent years and at the worst times. Here we are four-plus years later, and it's kind of like, like make or break for them. I think that's the primary storyline going into the NBA this season, and we'll find out. But could this truly be it for them?
1: The way you broke it down is so perfect because when we look back at our Magic team, the biggest problem everyone realized, was obviously, was Shaq. There's no reason, you know, a blind man with Ray Charles sitting next to him would realize Shaq was going to be who he was. And very similar, knowing that, had yeah, James Harden is not Shaq, and I'm not saying that, obviously, but that piece of that puzzle has never been able to be replaced. So OKC has the opportunity to get back there, if they can finally stay healthy, to to your mention, they was able to sign Ennis Cantor which a lot of people thought he was going to be that new piece that you had to hold on to and maybe go over the luxury tax. This has to be the year because no one wants to admit Kevin Durant's done an excellent job of kind of downplaying it. But does he want to go to L.A.? Does he want to go back to D.C. where he grew up? Obviously, that now is kind of put to rest a little bit because he didn't sign with Under Armour because. Under Armour supposedly a big player in that so-called movement. Obviously, he's back with Nike. He's not going anywhere. So, to me, my gut feeling, opening up a restaurant, doing so much community service, you've done in OKC. I think Kevin Durant stays. But we've seen things crazier happen. You know, LaMarcus just leaving Portland and going to San Antonio, and then DeAndre Jordan going uh, to uh, Dallas and going back to the Clippers. So. Things could change for Kevin Durant in the season, but I do agree with you. This is the year that they have to get back to the finals and win it all, at least get back to where if you're a Thunder fan, you're feeling that, okay, we are back where we're supposed to be. Maybe more uh, finals parents are coming
0: yeah it definitely should be. I think that 's the primary story to watch if they lose in the first or second round again. I think you could see what very well happened to that magic team where eventually it just sort of disintegrated for them where, you know in Orlando was more of the course over a few years, but in Oklahoma City once again, that could fall apart but i don 't want to sort of get into like you know where he 's going to go, Los Angeles. but one thing that I always sort of think about is let 's say you know Kevin Durant or any other premier free agent. They play in the Western Conference. You have to run a gauntlet every single year to get to the NBA Finals. Are there opportunities now in the Eastern Conference where if you're free agent X, and let's say it is Kevin Durant, do you look at the East as just, quite frankly, an easier place to win and you know play relevant games in May and June?
1: You look at Cleveland and you look at Chicago, and that's pretty much it. There, there is no other dogfight night in and night out where you're beat up at the end of the season, where you know on the Western Conference from Golden State to the Clippers to the Rockets to Memphis Grizzlies, I mean, you can never leave them out of the mix as well. You know that Western Conference, you're going seven deep, and you get all the number eight now, and then you got a guy like Anthony Davis who has a jump shot to his game, so now even the A.C. is not a cakewalk anymore. So, to your point, if you were a top-notch guy, and you want to go to the Eastern Conference, your only your only nightmares are Cleveland and Chicago night in and night out.
0: Yeah, that's sort of how I look. I mean, you mentioned, obviously, we know the West is a gauntlet, but even in the East, there really does not seem to be any up-and-coming team, sort of like the way you can look at a New Orleans with Anthony Davis. In the Eastern Conference, and if you're a player who's going to be a free agent in 2016, and you may look at, you know, a destination that's very attractive, such just playing in Los Angeles, which is attractive for anybody, but just, we've seen, recently this past summer, we've si- seen Greg Monroe sign up with like, a place like Milwaukee, or whatnot, because you look at the East, I mean, Cleveland, let's be honest, we can peg them for the NBA Finals, barring some sort of non-catastrophic injury. To LeBron James. And the West, a team that's as dominant as Golden State was last year, 67 wins in one of, what was it, the six teams in NBA history with a double digit point differential. They are far from a prohibitive favorite to, I mean, they technically could lose in the first round. So that's kind of just how I, I look at things. And I don't understand why, maybe more, well, I guess I should probably understand, as I think that was the trend this past offseason. But I am very curious to see if there could be a continued trend of players looking at the Eastern Conference as, quite frankly, a better opportunity for them?
1: I, I think guys would do that, but I, let's let's be very honest to, to your listeners that it's very – you said earlier, so you started following the NBA when you were nine years old. So you were following trends where in the early 90s things were changing where the Lakers and the Celtics pretty much ran the NBA, so to speak, in the 80s. Right? You had your one you had your Sixers uh championship in there and things like that you know in in the early eighties. And in the nineties the younger teams, like our magic teams came in and then you asked yourself, Will the talent change? Shaquille O'Neal leaves Orlando and he goes to the Lakers. That kind of changed the whole landscape. On how the 90s went into the 2000s. Does a guy come over like Durant? Does a guy, I can't think of where. Lamarcus Aldridge stayed in the Western Conference? But if Lamarcus Aldridge would have went to say Washington, would that have put Washington where they needed to be to be a serious contender with LeBron? Because LeBron has taken different talent to the finals five straight years. It's unbelievable. And you say to yourself, if he can find guys that can make shots, that's all he really needs. Because if Kyrie stays healthy, it's probably a different series, I think we all would agree. Because he was looking for someone else to make shots down the stretch, just like Steph Curry was looking for someone else to make shots. And J. Green made shots, they went small, and Dollar made shots, and the rest is history. So if I'm making that change, when I make it, do I have enough of a supporting cast around me to compete right now with the Kings?
0: i got to shift gears a little bit. After all, it's Celtics beat the Celtics show. I've discussed this ad nauseum here. I pretty much lectured my entire audience. But I truly <laughs> value your opinion here. We got you on the show. I want to get your opinion on this because you spent many years in the NBA. I've been a little concerned with the roster situation for the Celtics because they have a lot of players at one position. And not only that, they all feel they warrant playing time. And they were all in contract years, most importantly. Now, I talked to plenty of people in the local media here on the show, and their opinion is pretty much unanimous. You know, it's, now nah, this is great. It creates competition on the roster. Players will naturally improve eternally because their job will not be safe. Me, I do not see it that way. I think it creates added stress, constantly looking over one soldier. And, B, I think it's a recipe for chemistry issues. Team loses a game, and it's like, you know, you can have one guy. Well, if I was out there, et etc. et cetera. As a former player... What's your perspective on this, and is this glut, if you will, that the Celtics have a long, at the front line, a good thing for them this coming year?
1: I think the competitive spirit is right where it needs to be. I understand your concern because we've seen it happen before, but if you value my opinion, the reason I think your guys are going to be okay is because of Brad Stevens, period.
0: That's what everyone's saying. I think it's like too much to put on him, though. It's,
1: no, it's not. If a, if a David Black can come over from overseas and never coach an NBA game in the first month, uh, we're talking about you need to fire David Black, then I, I believe that, that Brad Stevens is the guy that can handle that intensity that you need in a, in a practice setting every day where guys are going to have that competitive spirit where, you know what, I can't have a bad day today because someone may take my job. I-, I want that in my locker room every day, and I think Brad Stevens is the right person for that.
0: Yeah, but I still question the stress level, and I'm definitely not going to question you because you played in the league and I never will. But I still question a daily stress level, and I know it could create a very competitive situation, but just a constant of looking over your shoulder – and the fact that, hello, you know, you can't really mess up once because you are in a contract year, and a guy like David Lee's playing for his last contract, and, and Jared Sollinger, do you really think that there's just going to be no issues at all possibly there?
1: No, I, and see, all those things is that if, if David Lee just shows you he can win a championship and play the right way and he can still be the right guy, I'm sure he's going to show guys, look, I just won a championship, and I showed the rest of the world how to sacrifice for the betterment of the team, I'm sure he can bring that same uh, experience and show those guys in the, with the Celtics, like, hey, we no matter what our contract may be, we still got to play together to win. If we win, it shows you that we all get paid. But if we lose, none of us get paid.
0: Well, I guess I'm a voice in the wilderness upon that. I'm not going to back off that standing. We are going to have to wait till the season does begin, end of October.
1: Now, 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 Larry, I don't want you to back off on it. What I want you to do to hold me accountable is – Watch how Brad Stevens handled the situation and I don't know if we got cut off earlier is that the reason the subjects made the playoffs last year is not because of the players, it's because of Brad Stevens. Okay. Think about think about all the think about the turnstile of players he had throughout the year and he still makes the playoffs. That's why he got consideration for coach of the year like like Kevin McHale because they had I think uh, the third or fourth most changed lineups in the whole NBA, they still made the playoffs. And Eastern, now, obviously, the Eastern Conference is not as tough as the Western Conference, but Brad Stevens was still in consideration and still got, I think, four or five votes of Coach of the Year because of all the different players that Danny Ainge gave him. And finally, after the All-Star break, he figured it out and they made the uh, playoffs.
0: Well, I love it when you said we'll hold you accountable. And you can hold me accountable. We definitely will. We'll definitely get you back on uh, as the season goes along. But Dennis Scott, NBA TV. You can follow D. Scott on Twitter, at 3DZ. I've been following you on Twitter for quite some time because I can't help but seeing those pictures of you with the grill and whatnot, considering what kind of omnivore I am. But definitely worth the fall. Dennis, thanks so much for joining us here on Celtic Speed.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, that was a great chat with Dennis. I look forward to catching him this Friday, the 28th, on NBA Game Time, on NBA TV, at midnight Eastern Time. Yes, give his account, at 3 follow. that's the number three. DZ. as well as NBA TV for all the updates on their programming. If you missed 80s week on NBA TV last week, I kind of feel bad, especially since the predominant portion of our audience does back those men in green. But following NBA TV and NBA on TNT on Twitter would be a big help for you in programming updates. Dennis's Twitter at 3 Z, yes, just as in his playing days, a flamboyant and enjoyable individual. And before you ask... Yes, he does do what I do and what many others do. Yes, he posts Instagram photos of his food. God, I said to myself, I remember I was out in L.A. for a Celtics game out there years ago. And I made the stop at the world-famous Pink's in West Hollywood to shovel garbage food down my mouth there years and years ago. And I saw someone a few tables over from me. You know he didn't say a prayer. He's got his chili dog and his french fries on the table. And he whips out his phone and snaps a photo of his food. And I was freaking horrified. I'm like, did Jesus do what I think he did? I was like, the hell? And as the years have gone on, that became very common. Facebook, Twitter, and I kept saying to myself, there's one thing I'll never do. That's take a picture of my food on my phone and post it on social media. But alas, not even I can help myself. Not when I've got these buttery, fatty pieces of ribeye from AmericanFarmersNetwork.com. my plate two, three, four times a day to go along with some of my eggs. I, it's, uh, it's so good. You just like, uh, I have to go, yeah, 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 yeah. And I I can't admit, I can't help myself. I really don't. I apologize. It's like the world must see how delicious it truly is. It's like when you see a movie and you tell your friend, you got to see this movie. You got to see this movie. You got to see this movie. You have to see this movie. And it's like, all right, I'll see it eventually. It's like, just trust me. Just do it. It's honestly... It's sort of the same way I feel about certified, organic, 100% grass-fed beef and other humanely raised animals at AmericanFarmersNetwork.com. I just tell you, you have to taste it and experience the difference for yourself, I swear. It truly makes a tremendous difference when you get your meats from family farms as opposed to any other commercial or an industrial farm whose sole purpose and mindsets are their spreadsheets and not their animals and most importantly your health, and enjoyment of eating. Food, what's more fun than eating? Listening to the show, I guess. I don't know. Watching the Celtics win. Watching the Celtics win, I would say. But they've got plenty of deals to suit your appetite. So please, you want to get to the give them, a check out AmericanFarmersNetwork.com. But anyways, another guy that's put me on my own little island here, Mr. Scott, when it comes to where the Celtics stand, and this so-called competition, and if it is a good or bad thing. I have to give credit to D saying, please hold me accountable. And honestly, with my memory and obviously the audience's as well. Likewise, to our listeners, please hold me accountable if the Celtics come out of the gates by continuing their momentum from last year. And they see contributions from certain players on the roster as a result of that internal competition for playing time that everybody's talking about. Please, I cannot say enough. I beg that I am wrong. Just as a fan alone, I have no qualms admitting I want to see the Celtics win over everybody else. I'm not going to admit, even though I do what I do. But it is my fear, and be it other basketball minds, let alone former players like Dennis, they tell me, no, LHR, you are wrong. I'm still going to kind of cling to what I truly believe in. Because I'm just going off of historical facts, and I'm just drawing my own conclusions from there, but... As we know, trends don't always predict results. But it is amazing that a national guy like Dennis, it's amazing the kind of recognition that Brad Stevens is getting around the league amongst players, coaches, fans, even. And now national media like Dennis, they say the same thing. Uh, Brad Stevens will figure it out. And they cite the incredible work Stevens did last year. It's rare that a guy comes in a league with as much hoopla and actually live up to it. And granted, it has been a short sample size. And even that sample is the best work a 40 and 42 season. But it's amazing how much respect the guy has garnered. It's incredible. And the faith people have. I mean, Danny Ainge alone this past summer stated that he feels Stevens will be one of the great stalwart NBA coaches over the course of 20 years. And you know what? You know what? I feel the same way. I really do. I'm... As big of a fan as anybody, I'm on that bandwagon. I truly do think he will be coaching the next great Celtics team. I do see a championship. He being in the fray, I do see him here for a long time. I think it's going to happen. Eventually. But in the immediate, the faith that people have of, Op, oh, he's going to sort everything out, I think it's a lot to ask. But we can argue about that all day. And you know what? We've done some... We've done this now all summer, be it, for goodness sake, on the show, in online communities, social media, etc. At this point, though, it's not about arguing and debating, which it should be in America. That's how we usually solve problems, although just debating basketball issues is, of course, in all good fun. But I marvel the recognition that the man, the man being Brad Stevens, I marvel at the recognition he has received from credible people, and you may as well add Dennis Scott to the mix of guys of respectable basketball minds who think the way they do of Brad Stevens. And because of Brad Stevens, they believe the way they do regarding the Celtics this coming season. I know it's the Eastern Conference, but it sounded to me like Dennis had the Celtics safely in the postseason, as he mentions as the Celtics was being quote-unquote fine, unquote. And so many others who assume the postseason is a formality and assume so solely because of who the Celtics have roaming the sidelines. I think, well, but I do think if the Celtics can back, they get back to the playoffs. That continues the strides they are taking. And it would be a successful season, in my opinion, no matter what happens. And I do hope they don't draw Cleveland, but we can wait till April 2016 for that. But it would be a great season if they got back. There's still more than a possibility this team slightly disappoints. But the expectations, being at where they were, be it from local media and fans, and I go back to that ESPN Boston forecast by Forsberg with so many people having the Celtics in the second round, and at the very least, a foregone conclusion for the playoffs, I am taken aback by it. And then here you got another national media member, Dennis Scott, pretty much reiterating what many have been saying. Be it fans or other basketball minds, Boston will be fine. They may not change the world, win a title, but they'll scrap. They'll be in the playoffs and pending the matchup. Hey, they may even make a little noise. I, even for me, as much as I trust the highest minds in this organization, I'm not ready to make that assumption for that for the season. I still would find Boston being in the playoffs as not a surprise, but... I mean, how should I word? Pleasing, I guess, if that's the word I have to use. It really would be, though. I would be pleased if they made a return trip to the postseason. And even if they did get bounced in the first round and in a manner in which they did so this past season as well, I would, I'd still be, I'd find it pleasing. But there's plenty of time. There is still plenty of time. There's still a lot left to go in the summer. Jeez, what is it, the 21st of September? So a little less than a month. We are closing in on it now. As far as I'm concerned, though, once you get by Labor Day, summer's gone. That's it. Football's here. You've got to hit the golf course hard in September and October, especially a lot. all these people getting just an array of golf rounds in because it's just the nicest time of the year. Fall in New England, but the beach days dry up. In fact, I'd probably say here in Boston, we could easily be inside a month of that. So, Jesus, uh, note to self, get... Down there now, and I know uh, Brent Barry wouldn't like Boston too much, being as much as he's surfing. And we have to hit bones up to get him back on the show, but we do have basketball, it is going to be right around the corner once you hit Labor Day training camp. And then, I'll, the, before you know it, we'll have games, we'll have a ton to talk about. But remember, this show, regardless where every week. At the very least, with potential bonus episodes, so definitely you want to give us a subscription so you don't miss a show on iTunes, Stitcher. But we go 52 weeks a year here on Celtics Beat on CNLS Radio. And until next Sunday, as it is time to sign off, music for Celtics Beat was provided by Will Rock, Chuck Dietz, and Steph LeGratto. Be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is Celtics underscore beat. And you can like Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio on Facebook to keep up with the show at facebook.com slash Celtics Beat. Also, check us out on Google Plus, Celtics Beat on CLNS. We would love to thank our guest, Dennis Scott of NBA TV. Thank you so much for taking the time this week, Dennis. Can't wait to get you back on the show, as well as our sponsors, TickIQ, Linda, Audible, DraftKings, Dr. Rons, and American Farmers Network for making this all possible. For our staff writer, Eddie Santiago, program director, Nick Jalso, and myself, the executive producer and host of Celtics Beat, I am Larry H. Russell. See you next Sunday for another edition of Celtics Beat exclusively on CNS Radio.
2: Cain, host of Patriots Beat Podcast, the number one podcast on the web covering your Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Like all of CLNS Radio's great podcasts, it is available for download on clnsradio.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thank you for your continued
0: listenership of CLNS Radio's programming. To find out how you can continue to support CLNS, log on to www.patreon.com slash clnsradio. That's patreon.com slash CLNS radio.